The Smart Influencer Podcast brings you inspiring interviews and provides you with actionable tips and strategies to help you work smarter and scale faster. I'm Corinne. And I'm Christina. Today's episode is brought to you by our cornerstone product, the Smart Influencer System. Are you overwhelmed by all of the moving parts of your business? Have you tried organizing your content and social shares in a spreadsheet, but they get out of control? Are you tired of looking for files and notes that are scattered all over? Well, we've created a business management system exclusively for online influencers. Our smart influencer system has everything you need to streamline your content and organize your business in one single place. As influencers, we've tried all of the systems out there and nothing suited our needs. So we built the smart influencer system for ourselves. This system changed our businesses forever. You can check out the demo at thesmartinfluencer.com forward slash system. So today's topic is why SOPs are important in our businesses. And I think probably the first thing we should cover in this topic is what exactly an SOP is, because I the term sounds a little scary, right? It's a little clinical, maybe a little technical. I don't know. It just sounds. I always feel like um, acronyms are like they exclude people too. Like it's something that's meant to be like a buzzword. And you know, if you're not an insider, you you know, you don't get to know. But it is, I mean, it's an acronym for a reason because the long term for it, standard operating procedure is a mouthful and you don't want to go talking about your standard operating procedures over yeah, and it over. sounds scary, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. It's a very clinical type term. Um, it's not very sexy at all, is it? But it's... <laughs> It is so very important, and you and I have talked about this a lot because of uh, when it comes to scaling your business, like it makes it so much easier to do that because it's one less thing that you have to take up time to do later. It makes training so much easier. It makes consistency so much easier, and I'm jumping ahead. So let's talk more about what exactly is a standard operating procedure. Yeah, so I think it's, you know, if you look at it, like and you break it down to what it basically is, it's a training manual. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't get more basic than that. Just breaking down what it is you're doing, why you're doing it, and how you're doing it. Well, and, uh, you know, I'm going to break it down even farther because your collection of SOPs might be might be a training manual. But an SOP itself, like a standard operating procedure for a specific task, could be as simple as a checklist. So most of us operate from checklists. You've got a blog post checklist, whether you actually have it written out or sketched out, you probably have at least a mental list of the things that you need to do before you hit publish. Now, once you've written that down so that you can actually follow and make sure you do it the same way every time, whether or not you share that with someone else, now you have an SOP. Like it is really that simple. And it's one of those things you can make it as difficult or as simple as you need it to be. I think sometimes we tend to overcomplicate things and it doesn't have to be that way. If you're just starting out, keep it simple, sister, you know, the KISS system for it. Get it, just get it done and get it down, uh, mm-hmm. I think is is probably the, the best and easiest way to get started. Well, and I know that like your method of doing it, which I, you know, I think is genius. And I've had other people recommend this way back when, when I first started blogging, is that anytime you find yourself doing Uh, doing a task a second time, right? Like if you've done it more than once, then now it's a repeat task. You just record yourself doing it that second time, whether it's actually recording it like with a video or just jotting down your notes as you do it. But anytime that you find yourself doing a task, you're like, oh, I've done this before. Now you know it's something that's going to be occurring 
probably again in the future. And it's worth tracking that procedure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I kind of, I try to make that a habit of mine whenever I'm doing something more than once. It just makes it so much easier to go back and, and do the task again. And I, I find that one of the benefits of SOPs for me anyway, is those tasks that you only do maybe quarterly, like paying your taxes. Like how do I pull those reports for my tax report? Like for my my uh, tax payments, my business tax payments. I don't always remember like exactly where I click to get the numbers that I need. So I have an SOP for what I have to do to pull that or you know, purging an email list or something like that. Like any task like that, that you find yourself going back and saying, how did I do that the last time? is a great place to start with an SOP. Yeah, mine for me is um, sales pages. Like anytime I have to build a new sales page, like all the little things that you forget, like to go to the button and change the URL or to change the color on this. Like there's so many little steps that you forget till you're back in it again. And then anytime I upload something new to my Shopify store, like there's a whole bunch of different fields I have to check and they're not all like it, you know, you don't work just top to bottom and see them all. Some of them are over here in the sidebar. Sometimes you've got to go in and link to something from somewhere else. Like yeah. there's lots of things like that, that if you're not in it every day and it's not muscle memory, it's helpful to have that checklist. And I think one of the benefits there, going back to creating a sales page or, you know, launching a product SOPs are great because how many times have I started down that path and I get, you know, a couple steps in and I'm like, oh, I had to do this other step first. And then you have to stop what you're doing, go back and do the other step. And now you probably forgot where you were with the previous step. Or like me, you have 18,000 tabs open because you have all these little half steps done because you didn't do it in the right order. So for me, knowing the order in which I have to complete things to make it an inefficient process um, is life-changing. Well, and let's talk about really, I think one of the biggest benefits of an SOP. And this is because almost every influencer that I've talked to, we have this, this common problem across all of us where when you decide that it's time to outsource because you're so overwhelmed, we cannot let go. We cannot let go because we want control over how it's done. We just are certain this is our baby. We grew this baby. There's no way anyone's going to do it as well as we do. And that's probably true. No one else is going to love your business as much as you do. However, if you've detailed your procedure for doing something in a way that there's no way to stray from it, then It's the closest you can get to being able to hand it off to someone else and trust that they're going to do it the way that you want it done. And Mm -hmm. the sooner that you get those in place, the easier it is to start handing off those tasks when you decide you don't have enough bandwidth to be doing it all. I agree with that. Um, Training a team is one of the top reasons for having it. If If you are even remotely thinking either soon or even five years down the road that you want to have some sort of help on your site, get into the habit now of creating SOPs for everything that you do. And I break it down very granularly so that if I had to share just a piece of a task, I could do that. So like I would take writing a blog post and break that down into the different phases of doing that. So you have the keyword research portion, you have the writing the content portion, you have the photography portion, you have the formatting all the you know, the back end stuff portion, I break my SOP down into those separate little nano chunks so that if I do decide to outsource it, I can very easily just send out that piece. 
Well, and I will say, I always remember this because all my kids, it, it, our local middle school here, it's a common exercise that they do with all of them, the peanut butter and jelly experiment, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to write instructions for how to make a peanut butter jelly and jelly sandwich, and you have to follow it precisely. You're not allowed to infer anything else or like do it logically. And it's amazing how much detail goes into that. Like, you know, spread it, but you have to specify that you're spreading it with a butter knife and, you know, like which order to do it in and people mess it up. So for me, like my business manager is extremely detail oriented. Mm -hmm. So she is my go-to girl for whenever I come up with a procedure, I hand it off to her and it is literally three times longer by the time she gets done fixing my list because she just thinks in much better detail. So if you don't have someone like that, like if you don't have a detail oriented person, because what we do is so... It is so out of the ordinary. Like most of us didn't grow up doing any of the things that we do for this business. Just hand it off to some anyone else you know that's not a blogger. Hand it off to a friend or ask one of your kids to run through or your spouse to run through the directions because they are going to start running into questions. They're going to have questions for you at step one. Um, and then you know what other things you have to spell out, what definitions you need to include, what steps you've missed because you just assumed it was logical. Yeah. And if you don't have a person like that, I mean, we all should have a person that we, we can talk to that's not in our industry, but a great place to start even is with yourself and do it. Take that peanut butter and jelly approach and go through the task exactly as you wrote it and don't make any inferences and just go through it and see if you can complete it in the way you would want it completed. And I think that's that phase, that reviewing and updating phase is very important when it comes to SOPs. Well, and another one that hadn't occurred to me until a very recent podcast interview that we did with Elaine Eason, one of the great benefits of SOPs is it makes your business more attractive to a prospective buyer. And, you know, in that interview with her, we realized like not a lot of people are thinking about that, but hopefully if you haven't listened to that episode, you will, because she makes a compelling argument about why you should be running your business with that in mind, even if it's farther down the road. Mm -hmm. And SOPs make you very attractive to a prospective buyer because they can pick up the day that you sell it and keep running that business as it's been run. Yep. That was one of the main things she talked about that they look for, the potential buyers look for is, is that there? Or if it's not there, your broker is going to ask you to do that before you sell. So it becomes part of your process anyway. So you might as well have started it earlier on. So we, now we know what an SOP is. We've we've taken, we've demystified all of that. We've talked about some of the benefits, but let's talk about how we would use it because some of them are obvious and I think some of them aren't as obvious. If you've listened to our show, you know Corinne and I are huge super fans of Airtable. If you're using random spreadsheets, Google Docs, and notes to manage your business, you need to check out Airtable. It's like a spreadsheet in a database had a baby. You get the ease of a spreadsheet with the functionality of a database. Out of all of the project management tools out there, and we've tried them all, Airtable is by far the easiest and most useful. And the best part is it has an awesome free plan. So awesome that you can probably manage your entire business without paying for an upgrade. Want to learn more? Go to the smartinfluencer.com forward slash Airtable or click on the link in the episode notes. Are you trying to grow your business but are overwhelmed by all the things? Do you spend countless hours doing tasks that don't use your zone of genius? Or do you wish you had more time to focus on the things that will grow your business? I get it. I really do. There was a time when this was me. 
Then I started using interns to help in my business and it was a game changer. Using interns is one of the best kept secrets in the online influencer world. Most influencers don't even realize that this is an option for them and it doesn't matter if you're a big influencer or a little guy, you can easily use interns in your business. Over the past 15 years, I've worked with well over 100 college interns and I learned a lot of lessons along the way often the hard way. You can learn my exact system for finding, hiring, and managing interns in the Intern Strategy course. This is the only course out there that shows you everything you need to do to create a successful intern program. Want to learn more? Go to thesmartinfluencer.com forward slash interns or click on the link in the episode notes. It's time to stop working harder and start working smarter. It's time for you to take control of your business instead of letting it control you. Our Smart Influencer System is a comprehensive business management system built in Airtable. We did all of the hard work. All you need to do is add your data. The best part is you only need Airtable's free plan to use the Smart Influencer System. Want to see a demo? Head over to the smartinfluencer.com forward slash system to check it out. So the obvious way is for training team members. And we talked a little bit about that. So I use interns religiously in my business and having SOPs in place makes that process so seamless. I'm able to onboard and train quickly and efficiently and provide my interns with the information they need to complete their tasks with very little question because it's been honed over the years. You know, I'm answering the questions and updating my SOPs to make sure those questions are addressed. So that for me is one of the the key uses. So whether you use interns, VAs, your neighbor down the street or your son, you know, it helps to have those. That is a huge use for an SOP. Right. Um, and then I do it. This is one of the things I realized, like, I, you know, we've talked about this before. Like my goal with the business is to make money and you make money on two ends, right? Like you bring money in, but you're also spending money. So the less waste you have in your business, the more money you're making. Mm -hmm. And I have found that the process of having SOPs and reviewing the SOPs has saved me a ton of money. It saves time because you're not wasting time looking for stuff. And, you know, we... If you're running your business well, your time is worth a lot, right? So one, you're saving time. But two, I will find like when we go back and review an SOP and you're stepping through these, you realize like in some of the procedures, sometimes there's overlapping things. Like if you've got for, uh, an example, because we just ran into this, um, if you're creating vertical videos to use for Instagram reels, but then you're also creating idea pins um, and perhaps you're posting Facebook reels or using these vertical videos in, in other places. Well, in my business, I have a separate Instagram uh, VA. So she only does Instagram and she likes to make the reels. But then I have a, another VA that does all the other social media. So it didn't make sense for both of them to be creating vertical reels, even though like technically they didn't overlap in the business, right? Like my Facebook person wasn't working with the Instagram person. But why would I have both of them creating videos that could easily be tweaked <laughs> or I just needed to send it over? So that review of the SOPs to see what's happening and my business manager is great at this. Like this is what everybody's doing. These are the procedures that we're using. It's like a, an occasional review of that really helps us find some of these places where we're just bleeding out time or money um, unnecessarily. Yeah. And I... 
one of the other uses I find for it is it like like you said, it helps you streamline what you're doing. So you can easily go in, like you said, and find those areas that are time sucks or that aren't efficient. And I think that's a great way to involve your team if you have one in the process, because they may have when they start doing the task, they may be doing it slightly different than the way you've shown them and their way might be easier just because it's not your way doesn't mean it's wrong. Um, But they may have some insights or, you know, as they're doing it, they're the person doing that task every day, they may have some, some insights that you're not aware of. So I think getting them involved in the process is very, very helpful. Okay, so, um, so we talked about what it is, the benefits, some of the uses. Um, If you feel like SOPs are important to you, creating them and storing them and organizing them is one of you know, obviously where you're going to start, but organizing and storing, I think is one of the more important things because I don't know if you're anything like me or like I used to be. I have these things written down in file folders. I have them in notebooks. I have some in my notepad on my computer. Um, But I ultimately got them all into Airtable because, you know, we are Airtable junkies here. And that has, that way of organizing them has been life-changing for me because now I know where I can find everything all at once, all in one spot. And I can organize it as to what micro process belongs with the overarch- each overarching process. Right. And we are obviously big Airtable fans. So that's what we, we use. I still, I don't understand people that are using something else, but I do know other people, like my business manager lives and dies by Trello. She loves Trello. Um, She works in Airtable because that's where I work. Um, But any of her personal projects, I know she manages in Trello because she's more comfortable there. You know, we've talked about Allie before, Allie Grummert, who loves Asana, and she's got everything set up in Asana. So although we push Airtable, you certainly don't have to... (laughs) to be there. Uh, There are many other ways to do this, but I am a big proponent for having it centralized. Like the less time that you spend flitting between different programs, the better. Yeah, I agree with that 110%. So we've actually put together a great freebie for you guys, the SOP guide for bloggers. So make sure you grab that. You just go to thesmartinfluencer.com forward slash SOP and you can grab that freebie. There'll also be links in the show notes um, for you to click on it and grab it. But if you want to get started in this and you're not sure where to start, go grab that freebie. Okay, I guess that's all we have today on that topic. So we'll see you next time. This episode was brought to you by the Smart Influencer System. The Smart Influencer System was custom built for influencers like yourself who are overwhelmed trying to manage all of the moving parts of your business. If you want to drive traffic and earn more money, you need the Smart Influencer System. Head over to check out the demo at thesmartinfluencer.com forward slash system. Are you trying to grow your business but are overwhelmed by all the things? Do you spend countless hours doing tasks that don't use your zone of genius? Or do you wish you had more time to focus on the things that will grow your business? I get it. I really do. There was a time when this was me. Then I started using interns to help in my business and it was a game changer. Using interns is one of the best kept secrets in the online influencer world. Most influencers don't even realize that this is an option for them. And it doesn't matter if you're a big influencer or a little guy, you can easily use interns in your business. Over the past 15 years, I've worked with well over 100 college interns and I learned a lot of lessons along the way. 
often the hard way. You can learn my exact system for finding, hiring, and managing interns in the Intern Strategy course. This is the only course out there that shows you everything you need to do to create a successful intern program. Want to learn more? Go to thesmartinfluencer.com forward slash interns or click on the link in the episode notes. Thanks so much for tuning in today. You can connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at The Smart Influencer. And we'd love to hear your thoughts about today's episode. You can support The Smart Influencer podcast by leaving a review on your favorite podcast player. This helps others discover our content and helps us bring great guests onto the show. And we encourage you to share The Smart Influencer podcast with your friends and colleagues who are looking to work smarter, not harder. Don't forget to check out the show notes for the links to everything we talked about today and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Now, go make today great.